You're listening to the Solo to CEO podcast with Davina Frederick. Hello, and welcome to the Solo to CEO podcast, where we provide a mix of powerful, thought-provoking, and practical information to assist you in your transformation from solo to CEO of a high-impact, high-revenue-generating business. I'm your host, Davina Frederick, and I'm here today with Leslie Stewart, attorney and CEO of Appearance Network. Appearance Network provides litigation and local counsel appearance services for law firm clients throughout the United States. And I'm really excited, especially for today's guest, because Leslie Stewart was my uh, very first and only law firm business partner. Um, So I'm super, super excited that she's here today. So welcome, Leslie. Um, I'm so happy you're here today on the Solo to CEO podcast. Thank you, Davina. I have been looking forward to this since we had it scheduled. So I am looking forward to visiting with you and and chatting with you about Appearance Network and uh, letting everybody know what we're up to now. Oh yeah, so um, we're going to have a hard time, you and I, because we're going to get we every time we get together. First of all, we will talk for hours, and <laughs> we only have a finite amount of time. Uh, and there's no telling where this conversation is going to take us. But I really love the direction that you have gone in with your practice since you and I were together. So why don't we start with um, let's talking about kind of where where you and I started way back in 2009. Yeah. So uh, really, I have to give you tons of credit. You know, maybe I was your first uh, client, your first coaching client. You let me know 11 (laughs) years ago that I had what it took to be an entrepreneur. And, you know, for forever, I will be grateful to you for encouraging me uh, to join you. And we had a dynamic, fun practice. And, you know, 10 years ago, I actually was looking as I was getting ready for this. It has been 10 years. um, Wow. I know, I know. And we're beautiful and we look exactly the same. <laughs> um, you know, nothing's changed. I know. We're just wiser. But exactly. 10 years ago, we were closing up our, what I call my first chapter, you know, the first business that I had ever uh, owned and starting to grow what today are two nationwide businesses. And to wow. me, that is just really remarkable. And I mean, what an uh, an honor to to be able to sit here and chit chat about that uh, with it being a 10 year anniversary of making those huge dynamic changes. I can't believe it's been, I can't believe it's been 10 years. I mean, time has really just flown by and we've both been busy, busy, busy since then. (laughs) And so I want to talk about like, so when you and I were in practice together, we had um, kind of the foundation of our, our, little partnership started, it was kind of built on doing a lot of foreclosure work, which is how I had started out my solo practice was uh, doing, we, we would start, my solo practice started out kind of at the beginning of the foreclosure crisis in the country, particularly here in Florida, uh, the housing foreclosure uh, of housing crisis. And we were representing lenders. And that's where we got a lot of our business. Of course, we did a lot of other uh, kind of, we were kind of door law. You know, we were trying to figure out what kind of uh, law we wanted to practice. You and I met in law school and became friends in law school. And so we did a lot of other kinds of law, you know, family law and some state planning law. But uh, 
the foundation of our work. Oh, the was, bankruptcy. Mean, the bank- got to talk about the bankruptcy. We worked on that. <laughs> Let's Ugh. not talk about the bankruptcies. <laughs> um, but then, then when we split, you know, we decided that uh, I decided I had some things going on personally, and I decided that I wanted to go a different direction and do some different things with my life. It wasn't what I wanted to do anymore. I, even though we were successful, and even though the firm had grown after a couple of years, it just wasn't what I wanted to do. And you were really um, seeing a great opportunity with uh, doing local council work, which is what we were doing a lot of. So tell me after we, after I sold out my part of the practice to you and you continued, you, you, you changed name of your practice and it became Stuart law group. Um, So tell me where did you go from there? So it was, you know, I I knew I liked being in the courtroom and I have to be honest, I, you know, we all have mentors that uh, encourage us in different ways. And I, and I'm sure that we've talked about this many times before, but I had a mentor that told me he didn't know that litigation was going to be something that was for me. And I actually think that he helped me more than he ever realized, because once we started doing the coverage work and we were having success with it, I enjoyed being in the courtroom. I enjoyed seeing the difference that me being there was making. You know, I w- it was more than just uh, saving a, a file attorney from traveling from, you know, South Florida to do a five-minute hearing, but we were getting contested matters. And I enjoyed starting, I could see that I was getting proficient in doing, uh, the, it was it was the same, pretty much the same thing every day, but my the breadth and depth of my knowledge was growing in this one particular area of the law. So exactly what you were saying, we started as door law doing all kinds of things. But finally, I focused in, um, you know, after the practice changed, we changed names to Stewart Law Group in September of 09. You know, number one, I didn't have enough resources to do everything. And quite frankly, I hated some of it. Can we talk about bankruptcy? I hated it. And so, <laughs> right. And so I just knew that that wasn't what I wanted to do. And we were really fortunate. Um, the demand was there. So you talked about that. Yeah, we started, we were on kind of the front end of the foreclosure financial crisis. And, you know, I don't know if, if I had a conversation with somebody or if it was just, uh, you know, process of elimination, uh, not a very difficult process of elimination. I didn't have to spend any marketing dollars. I didn't have to have um, extended you know, client relationships. It was just something that really clicked for me. And I didn't mind getting up early in the morning. I didn't mind dealing with the traffic. I didn't mind all of the the parts about coverage that are not so glamorous. And we were, you know, there was, uh, we had one staff member and it was something that within a few weeks of getting started and just making the commitment uh, that that's what I was going to do, all of a sudden I was recruiting uh you know, the attorney that sat next to me in law school, and then she knew someone and another attorney. And we had, we we grew from doing two counties to three counties, five, seven, and then I had to add staff. And I remember adding, you know, that, that staff member um, that she was with me for years. And one day she came into my office and I'll never forget. And she's just in the doorway. And she said, why are we only doing seven counties? And I said, well, I don't know. She says, because I think we could do the whole state and I have to give her credit. She she saw it before I did. And we started doing the entire state. 
and it became uh, a little bit of a logistical nightmare. We had every every surface and our old office space was covered with a whiteboard, keeping track of everything that we were doing. Uh, we had spreadsheets and checklists and uh, calendars, keeping track of everyone, and you know, eventually. You know, that all appeals to me. I'm, I'm an organizer and a process person by nature. And so the practice grew because I think I found something that just played upon my natural talents. And, you know, I'll, I'll organize a closet on a rainy day. So organizing, <laughs> you know, a, a, a mess of, you know, a schedule with multiple people, uh, geographic limitations and who can do what, who's, you know, I loved all of that. And was able to turn that into something uh, and then take advantage of uh, an increasing demand at a particular time, you know, in our, quite frankly, in our nation's financial history. Right. So it was an important time. And, you know, I'm going to give credit where credit is due. I was in the right place, the right time. And fortunately for me, married to the right person uh, who could write me a software program to take all of those spreadsheets and develop something that would give me a real uh, leveraged business advantage. So tell me a little bit more uh, about a little bit more about that your your software but, because that yeah. that's something that is really unique uh, for your business model and what you do. Well, and and this is what I'd tell anybody. You know, you, your solo to CEO audience, everybody has unique advantages and talents, and mine just happened to be brushing his teeth right next to me. <laughs> uh, in our house. Mm -hmm. And uh, he came up to the office and he would see things. Uh, my husband has been a programmer now for, I, I have to say, decades. Today's actually his birthday. So I've been using words like decades and epoch all day, um, <laughs> <laughs> letting him know that it, I haven't forgotten it's his birthday. But he developed, uh, he came in, saw what we were dealing with, and he says, you need a database. And what I thought we needed was more manpower, but over time he was able to uh, take individual parts of what we were doing and develop components that eventually became our Harmony case management system. And the reason we call it Harmony, it has a super cheesy name, but I came up with it in two minutes and it's called Harmony because it's your firm and our firm working together in Harmony. Right. Right. So, and and you. So it's not only did you create a custom sort of software to system to help make this to help maximize your uh, productivity and make it easier for you to work with your clients, but you also then really start and not only your clients but also your uh, your network of attorneys in the field, right? Because you're. You're now managing a network of attorneys who are working for you throughout. Really, it, it's three. There are essentially three stakeholders uh, that use Harmony, and we always forget about the staff, right? Because mm -hmm. we all we talk about the client and the the attorney needs, but we have to remember the component that's there. So we had the the staff members in our office. There was a lot of paper, you know, ten years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, there was a lot of paper involved and a lot of. Um, you know, just administration. And so we had, you know, at one point there were 36 full timers, you know, working, working with us, uh, managing 
the the files to ensure that the legal work was done correctly, but we had the attorneys who were relying on the staff to do their part and the client, which in, really is a firm that represents some, you know, one of the largest financial institutions, any of them that you can name, you know, mortgage lenders that were relying on us working as a team. And what Harmony did was it allowed us to be consistent, um, be in communication. And one of my favorite things that it does is it allows everyone to be on the same page. You know, we're all looking at the same um, event. We're looking at the same, you know, we have hearings. We still have hearings pending out today right now. And so the clients know that the attorney is still in court. We as the administration and management know the attorney is still in court. And the attorney hopefully is in court using the information that, that we've provided in order to, to get the either the result or push the case forward in the way that the client directed us to. Now, so there was no other uh, tool already available out there that could uh, do this for you. Well, and to be to be honest, there may have been, but this is a really niche business, you know. And the reason I know that it's a niche business is because it takes me about thirty minutes to explain what all we do. But <laughs> I wanted something. I thought I only needed something that did a couple of features, and so it took me a while to understand that. Um, you know, what we really needed was something that was tailored to exactly what we're doing. So I wouldn't say that any of the commercially available case management systems, they're not really designed to work with those three stakeholders. They're really more firm to customer. And this really has to have more of a team environment and has to be able to work um, in mass. This mm -hmm. has to be simple, simple, direct, and quick because efficiency is the name of the game and what we're doing. And it's very tailored to the not only these three stakeholders, but also the um, the nature of the stakeholders and the environment, the industry and the environment. Right. So there may be teamwork apps out there, but they're not attorneys, uh, uh, attorney providers, attorney clients, <laughs> you right. know, and then those poor admin people who are caught there having to please those attorney clients. Is that the truth? Providers, right. Uh, so, so you, so you really need high performance uh, system. High, high performance. And it, like I said, efficiency is really the name of the game. You know, coverage work is something that um, it happens fast and you need to be able to distill down to what you need to do. So the limp, you know, what the attorneys are actually looking at. Number one, we have to be careful about privacy and that they, we, we actually have a need to know policy. The information that is displayed is what the attorney needs to know to perform what they need to in court. Um, and then be able to transmit that back. We try to, to eliminate paper. You know, what do you do with a court package after you go to court with it? You know? Yeah. I'm sure, so everybody, you know, I'm sure there's a confidentiality, you know, issue because you're trying to, you know, you have those kind of um, issues. Those, those issues are unique to attorneys and clients, you know, the ethical Absolutely. issues, the confidentiality issues. So it's not, you can't use some off the market, you know, calendaring system, teamwork system or something like that, that you would find you really have to have something special specialty. Right? Sure. And especially in a, in an era now where we're dealing with regulatory compliance, we're dealing in the financial, uh, you know, sector and there is fine. There are uh, regulatory compliance that didn't exist 10 years ago that have come online. And so there's all sorts of security concerns, but, and, and also it just as a matter, uh, as a practical matter, you know, uh, an attorney who is uh, doing 10 files doesn't need information on 20 files. They need just what they need to know in order to get the job done 
complete right. their assignment and move on to the next thing, whatever's next in their day. Now, I, I want to talk about, so so people get an idea of the your real, your real solo to CEO journey. Uh, I really want them to get an understanding of how how you you grew this business, what it looks like then and what it looks like now. So first of all, it was you starting out and then you started, you've explained how you started sort of growing it, talking to this person and that person and you grew it, you grew it. And eventually you had a pretty full team and you had the office space and, you know, you had attorneys coming and going from your office. You had managing attorneys in your office helping you kind of coordinate, coordinate this. You had staff, pretty big staff of people helping to work these files and that kind of thing. But that's not what your business looks like today. Um, and you are servicing more clients in more locations throughout the country today. At one point, you were really focused on Florida, and now you're nationwide, but with fewer people. So tell That's me about exactly that. exactly right. Yeah, so we, we did. We, uh, the, the you know, office space that you and I had, and I, I think of it this way. I said we grew from 1,200 to 3,000 square feet to 5,000 to 7,000, and we added more and more people. Well, you know, for your solo at a CEO audience, that sounds great until you start, uh, the pressure adds up, you know, and mm -hmm. the, um, uh, the problems add up more, more people, more problems, more complexity. You know, uh, I was sharing, you know, as I was preparing for this, I was sharing with my husband, I said, do you realize we had, you know, what the payroll requirement was every other Monday? And so it was something that I was excited at when we were doing it. I am grateful for the experience. But it was something that eventually, as we all know, the economy began began to improve. And so our business began a gradual slide down. And so I had an opportunity about two years ago to decide what was I going to do? You know, were we and, and it was an opportunity for innovation. And I was able to do things uh, like allow employees to work from home, uh, eliminate. We have completely eliminated the mailroom. Uh, mailroom was fully staffed all day, every day. So 80 labor hours per week, two machines, one pallet of paper, uh, two staff members, uh, mm -hmm. when the, when the firm was fully, was fully functioning, I've been able to completely eliminate those costs. Now, 10 years ago, I don't know that that would have been something we could have done because we were still relying on paper in several of the courtrooms, but just the natural progression of things towards a digital environment made it uh, unnecessary, you know, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, to have huge copiers and then pay the air conditioning bill to keep that room from being so hot mm -hmm. um, and being more efficient. The piece of software that we talk about, um, you know, Harmony is in a constant state of improvement. Uh, you know, so we're, I mean, if, if I open the door, you'd be able to hear Chris clickety-clack on his keyboard working on it right now uh, as we make innovations that allow us to be nimble as a business, but yet serve more clients all over the country. So the, one of the reasons that we stayed with Florida was because I thought that I had to have uh, depth of knowledge, that this was all that we could handle. And what's been truly amazing is now with such a nimble model with less staff, with staff who I think are 
you know, happier because they can work from home. We are working on something more interesting. You know, we're we're learning all about other states and uh, how, you know, uh, foreclosures are practiced in other states. It's, it's fascinating to me. Um, we have a better model. We're doing more with less. And like I said, my footprint, um, having a 7,000 square foot office, I've done it. I will never do that again. Um, you know, it's just not something I don't, I see that I can do it differently and I'm more satisfied as a business owner. And the, the word that I keep using is nimble. I realize how critical that is for my business. So, uh, one of the things that we, you know, of course we see it no matter what, business we get into when uh, we've seen it in the consulting in the in the business that I'm in um, in the business you're in in the legal business whatever it is wherever there is success you'll start seeing more and more competition so in your it's certainly been the case in your industry as well when in your area as well we saw it happening when you and I were doing it that there became a lot of competition for um, local council coverage and everything. Um, it, <clears throat> has that been an issue for you? I mean, wh where, oh, how do you differentiate yourself and what is that? What kinds of things have you done and how do you, how do you feel about that? Well, you know, the first thing I had to realize, I had a, a, an attorney that has been doing coverage work since the 1990s. He told me, he says, you don't have competition. He says, I have competition. He says, you guys showed up. So we're just the first wave of coming into what was a cottage industry. So essentially, you know, for those that don't know exactly what coverage is, you know, essentially this was something that if you worked in a large traditional firm, if you had a conflict, you just have someone else. You just walk down the hall to the, you know, lowly associate and say, hi, you know, I've got a nine o'clock tomorrow morning. Here's here's the case file. Uh, if you'll handle that for me, appreciate it. That, you know, we had that model versus people having your suite mate cover a hearing while you're on vacation. And so that has existed, you know, as long as there's been lawyers practicing law. Right. But during, uh, you know, so I've, I have an attorney and he actually works with us. And he said, this has existed forever. He said, I've had a practice doing this for, for a long time. So we were just the coming into something when there was a high level of demand. Well, that high level of demand, exactly what you said, has brought um, lots of com competition into the marketplace. There's been um, people that, uh, run it, you know, they stay in their geographic area and they compete locally with individuals. But there are some nationwide competitors that that I have, and to me, it's it's really simple. Um, I am a practicing attorney. I treat the work that I do like it is law. Uh, I don't treat this like Match.com, uh, where you know you just are matching attorneys with with hearings, and it's a you know it's one bad date, and you'll never hear from them again, and so. You know, for me, there are a lot of folks that are coming into the marketplace that think that this is easy. And, and that goes for the services getting something started. They think, oh, we'll just write an app and, you know, nobody has to talk to each other. We just go cover a hearing and, and it's great and everybody gets, gets paid and nobody's upset. Well, that's just not reality. Um, mm -hmm. and, and for us, um, I treat the lawyers like lawyers. I treat the clients that we work for like lawyers because they are and we try to keep things you know pre precision is required and so we come at it from that that point of view 
innovation is necessary. We all have to be efficient. Um, but as I look out into the marketplace, I think there are different uh, ideas of, of doing coverage that are floating around. I think mine's the best. Um, I think that, you know, one of the best compliments that, you know, we received was to have one of our existing customers in Florida say, please, would you come to this state? Would you, you know, we, we, we were encouraged to hurry up the expansion by letting some of our customers know. And they said, oh, we, you know, we want what we have in Florida in this state or that state. And, you know, moving, no, I know we've got a winning model when our customers are satisfied. And there, there's a lot of dissatisfaction just in our, in our industry because people are not, you know, there's a perception that what we do is just quick and easy. Well, no lawyer wants to think that somebody uh, is not taking their case seriously or is, is going to court and just doing the bare minimum to get paid. Um, you know, so you got to have, you got to have a broader spectrum. There's got to be a team environment and there's got to be a, an ongoing working relationship. And that's, that's really what to me brings a total package, you know, idea to, to doing coverage. And your attorneys are prepared. I mean, your attorneys are prepared to make an argument. Your attorneys are prepared to do what is necessary to have the outcome that is desirable for the client. They're not just showing up to be a warm body. Right. And I, I, I hate that, that, but that perception is real. Um, The perception that, you know, when you hire a, a coverage attorney, it's just a warm body. You know, first of all, it's, it is a um, slight to the many, many, many attorneys that are going out there and rocking it out every day. You know, we, I see people going the extra mile and some of it, it's just having the right personality to do, to do that. Um, but one of the reasons that, that the attorneys that work in my network are so prepared is number one, that's who they are as professionals. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why we, that's why it's a win-win for us to work together. Um, you don't make it very far working with us. Number one, you know, it, it shows up in the work product. It shows up before the work product, you know, um, after 10 years of interviewing people and, and getting to know attorneys in this particular industry, it's not right for everyone. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, um, there is a personality type that, that works really well with us. And it's very obvious when, uh, an attorney either shouldn't be doing coverage and frankly, when uh, a client shouldn't, certain cases don't belong in the local council arena. You know, if you can't, if you can't give us instructions and um, be okay with the, you know, give, give instructions and, and allow the attorney to go do their job, then it's not a great fit for local council. You know, so that's a discussion I, I actually had this morning with an attorney. He says, like, I'm really nervous about this hearing. And I said, then you need to go do it. Yeah. 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 And there's, and there's a difference. I, I'm sure, I'm sure you've seen the change between, I know back, you know, back when, when we started doing local council work, we were doing it for really big, we were doing it for big banks, big lenders, right? But your right. clients over time have changed and expanded. You're, you, I'm sure you still do a lot for lenders, but for banks, but you do, you have a lot of other types of clients now and that makes a difference to the type of client that you have, because when you sure. start having, you know, right, is that the case? Absolutely. And and every client's needs are different. Uh, and so the, what's important is understanding 
the communication and explaining as the customer, if you're going to use coverage, being clear about what you expect to happen, um, giving the relevant information, and then allowing us to get the correct attorney to cover the matter for you. Right, right. So um, tell tell me, you mentioned something about a total package. You're, tell me how you're going to do that. So, you know, we, we were just, you know, when we started our chit chat today, we were talking, you know, I mentioned that I think of our, our uh, practice as our, like my first chapter, the close of my first chapter. Well, I feel like I'm starting out on my third chapter and I feel like I'm going to, to be a total package solution uh, in, in my particular industry, uh, providing local council services all over the country. You know, I love that I have 10 years of experience to build on and, you know, the fact that, you know, a lot of my practice is still uh, in representing uh, lenders. And so the fact that I practiced through the financial crisis, which I truly believe is going to be just it it was a historic time in the financial and just historical uh, landscape for our country. And the fact that I grew through that, learned in the courtroom, you know, that I've stood at the podium and did, you know, I, I believe we counted off and I've done 7,000 uh, court appearances. Wow. So I'll take, I know, I can't believe it either. Um, <laughs> uh, but there's a lot of experience that I, I gained day after day. The fact that I have, uh, I was around during the start of regulatory compliance and have an understanding of what that is and have a working knowledge of just being in the courtroom and what it's like to actually be the coverage attorney, uh, what they're looking for. And all that to say is that I'm just going to put the years behind me to work. You know, that that wasn't a chapter that I'm closing. It's a chapter that I'm using to build my next chapter on. Um, I plan to keep focused on what we do is legal work. You know, this is, um, it is, logistics is a major part of my business, but ultimately it's logistics in delivering quality legal work and then understanding efficiency efficiency will make everyone happier you know there's less waste which i love you know i'm cheap by by design right <laughs> right and, and you like uh, a good let's put it this way you like a good bargain <laughs> i do like a good bargain and efficiency is you know any sort of waste is is um it's exactly that it's loss and so using harmony as our cornerstone to increase efficiency having happy attorneys work that as long as it works for them, they uh, enjoy doing the coverage work. I do my part and we deliver quality back to the file attorney that's, that is our client and their uh, corporate client, you know, the lending institution or the insurance company, whoever it may be that they're getting the product that they're looking for. That's my plan for a total package solution. Right. Right. So but we only have a few minutes left. So I want to ask you a very specific question. I want to know what, for those who are on the journey of the solo to CEO journey, where they're building the kind of law practice that they desire. And that may look that that may look like yours, not like yours, any way that they desire, whatever that means to them, whatever type of law practice they desire. What kinds of what advice would you have for them based on the experiences that you've had? Because you've had quite a unique journey and we never could have predicted this 
all those years ago in law school, through those internships we had, through those first jobs that we've had and the and the first years in practice. I mean, you know, you and I have been friends a long time and had many, many discussions. We never would have predicted this would be where either of us would be at this point. What kinds of what kinds of lessons now sitting here at this point in your career, looking back, what things would you say to young us and younger you <laughs> than me right. uh, uh, or others, you know, coming along behind you? Well, I would say, first of all, you know, starting your own business is a journey and to understand that sometimes it will be like you're sliding downhill, uh, going too fast and you're not in control. And sometimes it will be like you are marching uphill and it's a fight for every good foothold that you get. Um, one of the things that, that I really know I use as a litmus test is, am I excited to get in here? You know, I, I, I laugh and I say, you know, my, my chair squeaks at, that I sit in at my desk. And the reason it squeaks is because I've almost rolled the wheels off of the, the chair because I'm in here so much and I'm enjoying what I'm doing. So making sure that you're enjoying what you're doing. Some other things, you got to have a firm foundation. And this is something during part of my journey I lost sight of, you know, taking care of your of your own health. You know, I've uh, sleep. Uh, having a having a good relationship with the people around you, uh, having balance. You know, there was a time when I was spending too much time devoted to my business and neglecting other areas of my life, including health, mm-hmm. um, and realizing that things are for a season. That change is something uh, that is going to happen. Finding out that you have, you know, your natural talents and abilities are the things that I think any person that's starting a business should leverage because those are your natural talents. Those are your gifts. Understanding your weaknesses um, and finding a way to, you know, balance against those weaknesses. And, you know, I'm understanding that uh, perfection has a cost. You know, expecting perfection from others has a cost. They're going to let you down. But was that a reasonable thing to do? And then expecting perfection from yourself. You know, then this goes to all of us type A personalities, um, that it, there's a cost to it. That get doing a doing a job to the best of your ability, um uh versus perfect, you know, that there's a cost to it. And I say this a lot. Mistakes cost money, but so does perfection. Right. And, you know, just for, for those closer to the CEO end of the journey, um, a seven-figure practice sometimes comes with a six-figure tax bill, <laughs> <laughs> right? And so, understanding the business side of what you're so passionate about, um, you know. So, as you have success, and I have no doubt that everyone will, understanding that there are uh, irrefutable laws of business. You know, the tax man shall get paid. Um, the payroll taxes are due, the um, lease check must be made out. Understanding that there are those types of obligations that have nothing to do with your craft, but you've got to address them and be prepared and just as versed if your business is going to succeed, grow, thrive, and move through the seasons of change that take you from chapter to chapter. 
Yeah, excellent, excellent advice. And uh, um, I think anybody listening to this would, will learn a lot if they pay heed to those words. Uh, <laughs> and I've heard I've heard a lot about the tax bills. So <laughs> I I almost had it tattooed on me. Uh, you know, it will it will be a, it's something I will never forget. Ah, yes, that was one of those hard lessons, hard lessons. And there are always those lessons that come with business. There are those highs and those lows. But, you know, hey, we still love it. Once you once you go down that entrepreneurial path, that's just who we who we are then at that point. Right. Um, Well, I really, really, really appreciate you being here today. And I've enjoyed it. And, And you and I could probably talk for another hour like this. Tell us where we can find out, because I know there are people who are going to want to find the Appearance Network um, on the interwebs. So tell us where they can find you, your web address, phone number, social, wherever they can find you. Sure. So uh, find us on the web, uh, www.appearancenetwork.com. Here in Florida, we still have uh, Stuart Law. But uh, connect with me on LinkedIn. I love to uh, LinkedIn is I'm, I'm actually probably one of the few people that really just I, I'm a LinkedIn user. I love it. And so feel free to connect with with me. And uh, we post regularly. And um, I look forward to connecting with your audience. Uh, if anybody wants to reach out via LinkedIn and Davina, have me back. This was fun. All right. Yeah, definitely. I am sure I will. All right. Thank you, everyone, and thank you, Leslie, and I'm sure we'll we'll do it again soon. The Solo to CEO podcast is sponsored by D. Frederick Media and Marketing and the Solo to CEO system. We help professional women entrepreneurs transform from solos to CEOs of high-impact, high-revenue-generating businesses while reclaiming their time and creating the lifestyle of their dreams. If you are ready to skyrocket your revenue, cultivate a crackerjack team, and set up systems and automation to get your firm running like a well-oiled machine so you can focus on the highest and best use of your time, then you'll want to attend our latest presentation, Six Shifts to Transform Your Solo Practice into a Seven-Figure Firm with Total Ease. Register at law.solotoceo.biz webinar.